Today's message is going to begin a, a series of messages where we're going to be discussing the subject of spiritual gifts. Today's, term, uh, today's sermon is specifically going to define what spiritual gifts are. We're going to talk about the purpose of spiritual gifts. And we're going to talk about the importance um, of spiritual gifts. And we're going to begin today in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to look at quite a few verses. And we're going to look at two other passages in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth. The church at Corinth um, is a young church. It's an immature church. It is a church that Paul has rebuked for many things. They are having strife in the church. There's division in the church. And Paul has rebuked them. And now he, he's going to talk to them about spiritual gifts. He says, look, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unknowledgeable about spiritual gifts. We pick up in verse number 4. He says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So let's look at these words here. It says there are diversities of gifts. If something is diverse, it means it's different. There are different kinds. There are various types of gifts. The word gifts here, it comes from the Greek word. The New Testament was originally written in the Greek language. It has been translated into many languages, one of which is English. And the word in the Greek that we get gifts from, that gifts is translated from, is the word that we pronounce charisma. And what the word means is it is a type of quality or type of ability that God gives to someone. If, someone, if, if, if God has given you a gift, a, a common type word that we would use as a synonym to gift is so like a talent. It's something you're able to do. It's, it's an ability. We get the word charisma in our language. We, we talk about someone having charisma or someone having a gift. And we get it from this Greek word charisma that's translated gift. And that's where we find the term charismatic. You often uh, sometimes hear of churches, they will describe themselves as a charismatic church. That is where that term comes from. It comes from this idea of spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And many churches today throughout the world greatly emphasize spiritual gifts. So let's talk about spiritual gifts, what they are, what they're not, and what the purpose of them is or what the purpose of them is. 
Verse number 5, the Bible says this, And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Verse 6, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, God which worketh all in all. Now what I want you to notice here in verses 4, 5, and 6 is the Bible tells us there are different gifts, there are different administrations, and there are different operations. Gifts are abilities. Administrations are like jobs or purposes, like an office. It's something you've been given to do, something you've been given to accomplish. And in the church, people have different abilities. People have different purposes or different jobs to do. And then the word operations, it's like an effect. God works in us and through us differently. God does not work in and through everyone the exact same way. So we find Paul is describing the church here and he's saying to all of us, look, we're different. We have different abilities. We've been given different jobs to do. And God works in us and works through us all in different ways. But what he emphasizes here is he emphasizes it is the same Spirit, verse number 4, the same Lord, verse number 5, and the same God that works in and through all of us. So though we are very different, though we are given different talents, different abilities, different gifts, though we are given different jobs to do, and though God works through and in all of us differently, we all serve the same God, the same Spirit, the same Lord. And that, the, what Paul is saying here is extremely important to understanding the purpose of gifts. Verse number 7 says this, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now what is he saying? He's saying, listen, God manifests Himself to every believer through His Spirit, and He gives us different gifts, different abilities to profit, to take advantage of it, to do something with it, to be fruitful. God expects us to be fruitful for Him, and expects us to take the abilities He's given us, the jobs He's given us, and to be fruitful for the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 8 through 11 is going to list some of these gifts. The Bible says in verse 8, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in the same, self same Spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, what I want you to notice here is there are many different types of gifts. 
And what the Bible says that all those gifts, all those abilities come from God. They come from the Spirit of God. And the Bible says that it is God who divides as He will. In other words, God says, I'm going to give you this ability. I'm going to give you this ability. I'm going to give you these two abilities. I'm going to give you these three abilities. It is God who decides the ability of any man. It's not us. It is God. It is God who wills who we are and what we are able to do. In verse number 12, the Bible says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. So, oftentimes when preachers, Bible teachers, read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and other chapters like it that we're going to get to, in a few minutes. They read verses 8 through 11 where God lists these specific types of gifts. And they go into trying to explain all of them. But what I want you to notice is the Bible doesn't explain these gifts. The Bible doesn't say the word of wisdom and then tell us what the word of wisdom is. The Bible doesn't say the word of knowledge and didn't tell us what it is. He just lists gifts. The reason I believe is because God is not emphasizing what these gifts in particular are, but he's emphasizing something else. And what God is emphasizing in this passage is that we all belong to one body. God is one God. God is one spirit. We are very different. We are very unique, but we serve one God, and it's one church or one body made up of many different members. So the emphasis here is not on the individual, but the emphasis is on the body itself. The emphasis is on God. The emphasis is on the purpose for which all of us have been placed in the body of Christ, not the emphasis on what each of us can do, but the emphasis is on the fact that God has enabled all of us to serve Him and to serve the church. I continue to read in Verse 14, the Bible says, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Look, everybody watching me right now, you have a physical body. 
Your physical body is made up of many different members. You have ten fingers. Hopefully you have ten fingers. You have ten toes. You have two eyes. You have a nose. You have two ears. You have a head. You have two arms, two legs. You have different internal organs, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the liver. You are made up of many type, many different members, but you're one body. And so is the church. It is one body. And your head doesn't say to your eye, I don't need you. And your eye doesn't say to your hand, I don't need you. Your hand doesn't say to the mouth, I don't need you. No, your body works together as one to accomplish its purposes. And God is teaching us a lesson here that the church is supposed to be a body of individuals, a body of believers working together to do the will of God, working together to be fruitful for Him. And in order to accomplish that, He has given all of us different abilities, different jobs to do. And He works in us and through us differently. We're not to take the gifts and abilities God has given to us and bring attention to ourselves, but we're to take the gifts and abilities God has given us and bring attention and bring profit back to the one who's gifted us. The Bible says in verse 25 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. What is God saying? A schism is a divide. God has not, or God does not want the body of Christ, the church, to be divided. But he wants us to care for each other as if we're all important. So God may have gifted you with many gifts, and he may have only given another person one gift. But we all are important, and we all are to care one for another. We're not to lift ourselves up in pride saying, look what I can do. And we're not to look down on someone else and point out that they're not able to do what I can do. God didn't make me a preacher to point out to everyone else that they're not a preacher. God didn't give me the ability to teach or preach so that I make you feel bad because you can't do what I do. God's given me my ability to help you. God's given me my ability to instruct you. God's given me my ability and you your ability so that we work together to profit Him and His purpose. This chapter is stressing that we're one body made up of unique individuals working together to have unity. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 5, so we being many are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. The reason we're different is because God made us different. The reason we have different abilities is because God gave us different spiritual abilities, different gifts, different talents. He says, whether prophecy, let us prophecy. 
according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on ministry. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Notice that the gifts God mentions in 1 Corinthians are a little different than what he mentions in Romans chapter 12. He's not emphasizing the gifts. He's emphasizing the purpose of the gifts. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, and when we talk about spiritual gifts, there are three passages that typically are used to talk about spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12, where I just read, and then Ephesians 4. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 4, there's one body and one spirit. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So again, we've, there's three main passages that mention spiritual gifts. Every one of them emphasize the same thing. And the emphasis is there's one God, one Lord, one Spirit, one church. What is being emphasized is unity. Not our differences, but the fact that we're to work together for the purpose of God. The emphasis is not placed on what you can do, what I can't do. The emphasis is placed on the fact that we're to be working together to serve and to uplift and to honor God. The Bible says here in verse 7, But every one of us is given grace, favor, ability, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. You see that word gift again. We're given gifts to serve Christ. Verse 11, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And then it tells us why he gave us these particular positions and these particular people who were gifted to fill these positions. He says, For the perfecting of the saints. What does that mean? To perfect something is to help it, it means to help it to mature. It means to help something go from where it's at to another level. To help someone grow. And God says he's given these church leaders and these men who have these abilities to help perfect or mature the believer. For the work of the ministry, it says in verse 12. For the edifying of the body of Christ. To edify, to edify is to teach, to instruct, to aid, to help. So God has given people in the church different abilities, different positions, different... He works in us differently. And what he says is that he gifts us that we may edify one another. Verse 13, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So what is the purpose of spiritual gifts? The purpose of spiritual gifts is for the profit of the body of Christ and for the uplifting 
of the one true God, who is one Spirit, who is one Lord, who is one God, and has one church, one body made up of many believers. The purpose of spiritual gifts is to mature the believer, to bring unity to the church, to edify the members of the church. The purpose of spiritual gifts is not for self-promotion. The purpose of spiritual gifts is not for you to go to church and say, look what I can do. Look what God made me to do. The purpose of God giving me ability is not for me to get on this program and to try to impress you with who I am. But God has given me ability to get on this program and to use my God-given abilities and my God-given position. And to let the Spirit of God use me to be a blessing to you and to edify you and to bring unity to those who are trying to serve God. The purpose of spiritual gifts is not for self-promotion. It's not for vain glory. But we are to be humble servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to count ourselves, or we're to count ourselves happy that God has chosen us and that God allows us to serve Him. And no matter what ability you do or don't have, you're special to God. Whether you're just a helper in the church, you're special to God. Or whether you're the leader of the church, whether you're the, the, the preacher, the pastor, you're no more important to God than the lowly usher who ushers at the back door. All of us are important to God. And when we start using spiritual gifts to divide the church, we're not right with God. When we start using spiritual gifts to promote ourselves and downplay someone else, we're not right with God, and we're not using our gifts and abilities the right way, and God is not pleased with us. What we have today in many churches is an overemphasis on spiritual gifts. We're emphasizing the abilities more than the purpose for those abilities. No one should ever feel embarrassed at a church because they can't do what somebody else in church can do. But rather we should go to church and be helped and be edified by the abilities of other people, not made to feel that we're second-class citizen because somebody can do something we can't do. We should go to church and feel that there is a place for us to serve no matter how limited we may be in our gifts and abilities. Many churches do great harm to people when they overemphasize spiritual gifts and do not emphasize the purpose of spiritual gifts. Again, God has made us one body with one Lord, with one Spirit, one God, one baptism. And he emphasizes in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4, not specifically 
what the spiritual gifts are and specifically how to use them, but he emphasizes that he gives us those gifts to create unity, to help mature the believer, to help edify each other, and to accomplish his mission. So, this first lesson on spiritual gifts is so important that we get it right, that we understand the purpose for which God gifts anyone is to bring glory to Him and to be a help and a blessing to others. Next week, we'll start talking about what God does emphasize in the church. And I hope you'll come back next week as we continue this series about spiritual gifts. God bless you.